We're reflecting on 2015 on this energy edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you here from Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Thursday, December 24th, 2015, and joining me to help load up Santa's sleigh with energy stocks is Tyler Crow and Taylor Markman. What's are, up, what's uh, up hello, guys? Hello, everybody. We are totally, totally recording a podcast the day before Christmas, just for everybody's enjoyment. Ho, 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 ho. Um, God bless us, everyone. Um... If I was going to work on Christmas Eve, I'm glad it was with you guys. <laughs> if we were working on Christmas yeah. Eve. Cheers. Um, guess we'll just dive back in unless, I don't know, somebody wants to. No. Take no, it away. No. Take all it right. away. Uh, all right. Diving right in. Segment one. A somber review of the ener- energy fantasy draft. This one is a doozy, ladies dun, dun, and gentlemen. Dun, 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 That was actually really ugly. It was a Monday night. Um, oh, yeah. All right. So. So I, maybe a little bit of context for maybe people who didn't. When did we start this? We started this week one of, week NFL. One of NFL. So okay, I think so. we, it was, was right. the official draft. It was opening day of the NFL uh, yeah, season, night. and we said, "Screw it, let's do a uh, fantasy draft of our favorite energy stocks and see how we turn out by the end of the year." So in in third place, we're taping it early instead of the end of the NFL season because yeah. fantasy football playoffs yes. are starting. These prices now. As, are as of uh, 12 16, 2015. Yes. So 16th. Uh, in third place is yours truly. Um, I foolishly just assumed that it couldn't possibly get worse for oil prices when the stupid thing started. Oil can't go any <laughs> Back the truck up on producers, didn't you, Sean? It would be, I don't know, you know, go big or go home, <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, it was a short-term game, so you, yeah. you made a worthwhile Just, bet. You know. Let everybody know what your picks um, were and how they were. I, this is I went shaming. with EOG. This is oh, God. <laughs> as long as it's not as bad as what the guys upstairs do with their... Oh my God. You have to publicly <laughs> have announce heard? to everybody on the pla- uh, on our podcast, all five people that listen, what you did. I picked. Uh, actually, I'm going to start with the worst, just so I can make myself look smarter at the end. Uh, Lynn Energy at three and a half is <laughs> at a buck thirty-seven. So that's down sixty percent. Oops. Um, I swear the hedges will save me. Um, <laughs> in second, it's Continental Resources. I just had to go with Harold Ham. Um, that's actually not doing too badly, considering what. Oil prices have done since this started. Keep telling yourself that. And he's the lone survivor of the Frackers book I mentioned in last week's podcast. Oh, are all those guys literally gone? Out of the business. Oh, yeah. wow. So okay. it's EOG a, is obviously still doing very yeah. well, but the, the guy popular yeah, that they it, talk it about is Profiles, no what, like a half dozen guys yeah. in the oil industry. Aubrey McClendon, gone. Tom Ward, gone. gone. Sharif Suki, gone. George, <laughs> Just recently gone. George Mitchell passed away. So Bless his soul. But, um, Pioneer. But yeah, the only one rest left. In peace. <laughs> <laughs> only one left is uh, is Harold Ham. Yep. Um, I picked that at twenty nine. It's twenty six. That's I mean, not too bad. That's eh. whatever. I don't know. Um, and last but not least is EOG. I picked that at seventy eight. It's at seventy six. So I mean, down three um, percent. On the whole, down twenty four percent. In second place is uh, everybody's favorite energy analyst uh, covering in particular Canada, Taylor Meckerman. Um, you had to just qualify with covering Canada, huh? You couldn't have just left it at everyone's favorite. Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay. What did I, what did I pick again? <sighs> you don't even know. <laughs> I know I do, but I want you, right. I want to hear your voice uh, say it. So uh, your best pick was Silver, Silver Wheaton. Silver Wheaton. Um, up almost 13%, so kudos. Uh, second place was Spectra Energy. 
Uh, picked it at 28, it's at 24, so down 14%. Thank you, Kinder Morgan, for crushing that <laughs> yeah. performance. And Devon Energy was your uh, worst pick, down 23%. You mm-hmm. picked it at 40, and it's at 30. Womp. Any regrets? No, not really. I would hold on to all good. three of those. Good. Yeah. Very good. Just a we, disclosure, we did not actually purchase these. No, yeah. this is a, a paper portfolio. yes. And the the winner of the three of us. Victory is mine. Come from behind. Up, up a whopping one and a half percent. Woo. Tyler Crow. All right. Total, I, Don't spend those winnings all in we one We should have everyone <laughs> to turn the volume down before Sorry we... Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Austin can fix that. Um, it's okay. So, I wanted to emphasize that cr- yeah. awesome return. One and a half, one point four eight percent. Yeah, we we had a great great year. Um, best performer was Solar City, coming up from behind. Uh, we, we wow! Should, by the way, had how, we done how, this, low, how how down were you on that? I was. We were down like it was ba- thirty. It was Lynn Energy bad. Yeah. It was Lynn Energy and bad. And had had we had <laughs> we done this? What do you buy it at? Uh, actually, yeah, uh, forty-eight. So it was down in the mid in the mid to low twenties. So right. yeah, about fifty percent. That's Lynn Energy bad, right. sir. And so, That's Lynn Energy bad. And had we recorded this a day earlier, I would have lost. But guess what? The federal government comes in and gives a, a tax incentive credit back to Solar City. <sighs> so before up 40% we started a day, I mean, correct. Nobody saw this coming. Nope, I didn't. No, I would have bought. I don't think Solar City if I had. I edit all the little Solar City articles that go through Fool.com along with you know Tyler Crow here, and I. Came out no. of nowhere. I mean, I didn't even catch one. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there was some lobbying on it, but nobody thought that anything was going to happen. Yeah. And I, certainly when I made that pick. Some sacks of money were exchanged, yeah. but nobody thought. <laughs> when, I, when I made that pick, I had no premise of, like, they're going to extend the investment tax right. credit on it. I just thought it was going to be able to do it anyways. Yeah. Or do some sort of growth and be decent. But, hey, you know what? If you have to drop back and throw a Hail Mary. It's still it, rising it works. now, too. Might as so. well throw it to a growing industry. Yeah. Good for you. Um, the other two picks of yours, of course, were Helmer and Pine and uh, – did I say that right? Pain? Hel- Helmer and Pain. Pain. Yep. Yep. One never knows. Uh, that's up 6% as of uh, close on the 16th. And the worst performer is uh, Enterprise Products Partners, but they've got a nice dividend yield, so maybe Yeah, we'll we see. didn't even include dividend yields in anything here. I no, yeah, that was all lose. stock appreciation. Cool. Yep. Very good. Or depreciation. So uh, <laughs> we're running this through the rest of the season, right? We can. Yeah, we'll call it Give playoffs another from here on out. Yeah, playoffs from here on out. I, I swear, I, I got a lot of tax loss selling going on. Tyler's the one first. seed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get so, the buy. You two have to fight it. That's fine. Okay. You do. No. That, no. All right. So, Tyler Crow's winning right now because he's far luckier than he is good. Nah, that's for certain. Um, so, moving on. Um, I'm anxious to get your guys' thought. Okay. So, end of the year. This has been... I don't think I'm understating it to say this has been a rough year for oil and energy stocks yeah we just we just proved that i mean this is like yeah let's just call it what it is call it what it is um biggest surprises biggest disappointments of the year who wants to go first uh biggest i have a surprise which is kind of a disappointment i don't own it so it's not very disappointing but definitely a surprise surprise the Kinder Morgan soap opera of the last couple of months is one of my biggest surprises. The third largest cut, company, the... in, energy company in North America, supposed like stalwart dividend payer, brightest CEO in the energy industry according to almost everyone. Darling of the former Enron Empire. Yes, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. And then out of nowhere, they go ahead and they acquire more of Natural Gas Company of America. 
get downgraded on their outlook by Moody's. Market gets a little crazy. Starting Start to worry selling. about uh, losing because their this company that they rating. bought they bought up to fifty percent of it, and it was a very debt laden company. So they're worried. Do you think that was a smart move? Like, is know. the market wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough to really understand whether it's a good move or not. But Moody's thought that they would have to put a whole ton of money into this company to restructure it. Granted, the other 50% is owned by Brookfield Infrastructure Partners, which is a very well-performing company out of Canada that has a great reputation. So, two companies, obviously, that have great track records, have a lot of faith in this company, but Moody's downgraded their outlook. a little their outlook. at their debt levels. Yeah, yeah, a little bit nervous at the debt levels. So, um, what happened next? Um, Kinder Morgan said they're trimming their growth of their dividend from 14% to 6 to 10% next year. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh well, maybe we're not going to grow what it the at heck all. Happened? What was the? And time then all span of a sudden there? they're like, mid October to mid November, late yeah, November. This is a, the two month story towards yeah. the end of the year. Um, then then they're not going to grow it at all. Then they're going to cut it by seventy five percent. What happened in that month? I think they just came to the realization that, I think they might have known it, but then the rating agency came out and got ahead of Confirmed them, and they them, yeah. they were worried about losing their actual debt rating. Right, um, and then the stock went up. After well, that's they because it. they cut their dividend. That yeah. was the big overhang. So they had a lot of sh- they had more short interest. They had a lot of selling of of yield holders worried about a dividend cut. So once they made it, people were like, "Okay, it's cut seventy five percent. We know what the stock is about now. They're not going to take on any more debt. They're not going to issue equity. They're going to fund their growth internally. They're still Kinder Morgan. Right. Let's get into it a little bit more. Take a little bite because it's trading around book value. Yeah. <laughs> At least it was before it popped right. a little bit. Um, and that's where we stand today. So dividend down seventy five percent. Nice paying like it was up to like a thirteen percent yield at one point. Now it's around a three percent yield. A little bit more reasonable. Still lower than it historically was. Um, Played out like a nice, beautiful telemundo. So yeah, far, totally. Two months. It was like a great series, except it was something that happened almost every single. I wonder day. what's going to happen next. <laughs> so I think that you pretty much you probably seen the end of this saga because. Their outlook is now stable again for Moody's. They basically were just on the phone with Moody's for two months, figuring out what the heck they need to yeah. do to get their investment grade ratings uh, not back, but keep it, and then get their outlook from negative to stable, which they did like the very next day that they cut their dividend. Wow! So here we are. That's a good pick. Yeah. That's- can you can you top them, Tyler? Um, I know it sounds kind of weird because we're talking about all of. 2015, and I just happened to be picking something that happened a week ago, or this week actually, and was the extension of the uh, it, investment tax credit on renewable energy. They didn't just go out a year or two; they went out it, end it, of the decade. Yeah. Forever. 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 So, I mean, we <laughs> That's we send 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 lot reference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we uh, so we got an extension of wind and solar on that 30% investment tax credit out to at least 2019. Then it starts to taper off until 2021 out to 10%. And if I mean, you know, obviously you can watch stock prices and solar companies love what happened with this over the couple of years. But if you think about the growth trajectory that was already baked into um, the solar industry, how they were like, we're going to have a little bit of a hiccup in 2017 because people are going to have a, you know, have to adjust to this new world without the tax credit. And then all of a sudden, hey, guys, it's back. So you get that 30% discount. And I believe there was an article written on Bloomberg, I think, today. And they were talking about this could add easily at least another 20 gigawatts of production capacity in solar alone and another Which is no small another 18 to 20 in wind. So yep. we're talking about actually moving you know, more and more towards that 
that sort of realm, which is going to have its the domino effect. You know, you think about coal companies, all those old I coal, saw plant, coal plants that are going to get pushed out. And the other like day, that. China, there's a company in China that is announcing a hundred thousand layoffs. It's a coal company, a hundred thousand layoffs. That's huge. We're talking about like big layoffs, like. Yeah, seven when, to ten thousand. Everybody people. loses their mind when Schlumberger <laughs> cuts ten thousand people. These hundred thousand—that's basically thousand jobs. That's like more than the entire workforce of a company like Schlumberger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the coal industry state of there affairs right now. One hundred thousand jobs. Thank lost. you, Solar. Wow. All right. Well, before we move on, I wanted to point our listeners to a newly redesigned Focus.Fool.com. There you'll discover a special offer to join the Motley Fool's Stock Advisor newsletter for all industry-focused listeners. All loyal AF listeners have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. And if you join today as part of your new subscription, you can check out exclusive content from Tyler Crow and I's recent trip to Houston, Texas, where we interviewed executives from National Oil Well Varco and Distribution Now. Uh, that was a pretty good time, right, Tyler? Great time. Oh, it, uh We'll probably be talking about it for a week because, you know, one of the great things about it was just talking business. And, you know, normally we talk to – you see these guys and they get like their three-minute segment on CNBC and they have to make their pitch. We gave these guys a full 30, 40, and even an hour to just talk about their business and really lay it out for investors on what they want to do. Cool. So uh, moving on, guys, I'm anxious to uh, just kind of get your opinions on how 2015 has shaped and or changed your investing outlook. I'll give you the baton on this one to lead. Oh, boy. Um, I had been... You're bloodied. You're bruised. I'm quite bloodied. I'm quite <laughs> bruised. I, I certainly made my fair share of mistakes. I, I had been leaning towards in 2015, but totally confirmed it here was the idea of if I ever hear an executive in the energy industry ever again say, we will grow into our debt load, I, run. I am going to run away run for the as, as fast as I possibly can. I, I think it's a good one. We, we got enamored with companies saying they can grow. They'll be able to you know, build, you know, kind of grow into that debt because they're going to take it on and they're going to it's cheap expand. It's cheap. Can you so, give us examples of people that actually said those words? Uh, um, I believe let's. I'm trying to think of a couple examples. Uh, Whiting Petroleum. They bought Kodiak Oil and Gas. And they literally begged the entire industry, please, somebody buy us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, couldn't, and couldn't get a decent price. But they didn't, yeah, they didn't get a bid. They didn't even get a crappy bid. Just happened to get some cheap financing to make things go through. And, and there was just these, so many companies that just levered themselves out the nose to to grow into the shale basin, shale play, and thinking that it was going to be this completely transformative thing, like America can become energy independent. We're still part of the global marketplace. And as, as fast as we grew, um, there's only so much demand globally that can be accommodated. And you know some places are going to lose, some places are gained, but we can't gain as much as we thought um, could be added to the market the way that we did. And to say that you can grow at these sort of levels and just take on debt and not finance yourself with conservative, smart capital allocation using cash flows, things like that, it, I, I know it seems reflective think, saying it now, but it, it just shows how important so just basic good business practice is. Cool. Taylor? There's one thing. He said energy independence, and I think it's even funnier now that we're going to export oil because they say that we might import more oil than we currently are just because we're going to export it. Just a little funny anecdote about 
becoming energy. We could be energy independent, but we never will because we're always going to sell oil. We're all connected by the circle of life. Exactly right. (laughs) Kumbaya in the energy industry. Um, So my, I guess, reflection is uh, the importance of diversification in your portfolio. Deep. Uh, And buying silver wheat. And buying silver wheat. No, um, there are tremendous businesses in the energy industry, but you're still part of the energy industry. So even though you're investing in good businesses, do not only stick to one industry. Um, And I think this proves why. Like You can find the best business in an industry, but it can still suffer right along with it. So, Cool. Yeah. Thank you for your thoughts. Yeah, what about you, Sean? I mean, you're an investor pretty basic, too. Pretty basic thoughts, but I mean, it's like basic thoughts are sometimes, put on a pedestal. When sometimes you need to get hit over the head yeah. with a hammer really, really hard to remember to go back yeah. to the basics, especially when the market is performing very well. Well, I started my career at the Fool in September 2013, and I started in consumer goods and tech, and then I don't know, eight months ago, I pivoted over to energy and industrials, and. Even before that, I had been asking you because like, the carnage in the oil industry has started last November mm-hmm. was just it hasn't gotten any better. No, it's gotten worse. Um, well, and that's welcome that. to the energy it, industry, by the way. Yeah. Eight months of just perpetual decline. It's just been like, yay. Um, no, just uh, it can get way worse before it gets better, as evidenced by your energy draft picks. Hey, now. Oil's going up from here. I we mean, can't it can't all, get any worse. We can't but, all get bailed out by the U.S. Congress. I, I think. I think we need. I would love to go back to the um, to the September thing because I do believe those were the words that you said. Like we're, we got to be somewhere near the bottom here, guys. Right? Like, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> tune in next podcast. We'll be talking about cash costs yeah. and oil. Wait, hopefully, we well, we from that awesome oh, slide yeah, show yeah, you yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Sure. I want to. I okay. Know. Or not? If you force the issue, we'll talk. Total about surprise. I'm the host. We're going to talk about what I want to talk about. Well, what are we talking um, about next, boss? Uh, actually, that's it for our show, Taylor. That is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's easy. Tune in next time. All right. Same Thanks bat time, us. same bat channel. <laughs> same pre-taped show. <laughs> for, from uh, Taylor the Great Bambino. <laughs> Muckerman. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you're in this program. For Tyler Crow and Taylor Muckerman, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Merry Christmas and Fool on! <laughs>